Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm okay. You're wearing new headphones today. I am. I look like a really serious gamer right now. I have a headset. Or maybe I look like, um, oh, I was going to say Britney Spears with the headset, but no, because they're big old <laughs> ones over my ears. <laughs> It's like Britney I don't Spears. know what I look like. Britney Spears in like 1976 if she was right. on stage. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, uh, uh, as always. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no transition from that. <laughs> I mean, what I was, I was going to say that down the street from me, there is a, I think it's like a, a venue where gamers play professionally. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I can't think of the name of it, but it's like, it's like big and flashy looking and it's across the street from a video game company. So. I mean, yeah, people like full on play in arenas now. So that's what I obviously do with these headphones. <laughs> I think this is one of those arenas. That's insane. I mean, it's not like they're at the forum. Like an esports, it, esports yeah, arena? it's like an esports yeah. arena. It's down the street. Oh. It's, it's, it's here in Santa Monica. You should oh. look it up. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> As always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Olivia Rodrigo's Sour skips back to number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart for a third non-consecutive week, and does something that no album by a woman has done since 2019. And how BTS's Butter keeps on churning at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and how Little Nas X's Montero, Call Me By Your Name, hits number one on the pop airplay chart for the first time. Also on the show, we're talking about new music from Billie Eilish, BTS, Post Malone, and The Kid Leroy with Justin Bieber. And speaking of that last one, The Kid Leroy is having a major moment right now, so we're going to take a closer look at what might lie ahead for the Australian teenager. Yes, he's only a teenager. But first, before we get kid, started. after all. Yes, he is the kid. Is he going to have to drop that like all the Lils and Youngs before him? The Beach Boys are still boys. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And they're but like first, 80. Before we, oh. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Here I go again. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts for Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. First up, Olivia Rodrigo's Sour is back at number one on the Billboard 200 chart for a third non-consecutive week on top. 
as the set lifts 3 to 1 with 88,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S. in the week ending July 8th, and that is down 6% compared to the previous week. And of course, all of this is according to MRC data. The album debuted at number 1 on the chart dated June 5th, led again on the July 3rd data tally, and has yet to leave the top three in its seven weeks on the chart. And get this, the last album by a woman to spend its first seven weeks on the chart in the top three was Ariana Grande's Thank You Next in 2019, which spent its first eight weeks in the top three. That's some nice company for Olivia. Absolutely. I like how it just keeps, you know, skipping back into number one when it feels like every so often. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know what? I think I feel like going back to number one this week. <laughs> Shows how successful that album is. Uh, meanwhile, BTS's Butter rules the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart for a seventh week, encompassing its entire run on the ranking so far, dating to its debut at number one. Butter collected 29.1 million radio airplay audience impressions, up 6%. And 10.8 million U.S. streams, down 1%, and sold 109,000 downloads in the week ending July 8th, and that is down 29%, again, according to MRC data. The track adds a seventh week atop the digital song sales chart and climbs 23 to 21 on the radio songs chart and 31 to 26 on the streaming songs chart. It's also looking very good on our songs of the summer chart because it's been number one for the entirety of the chart this year so far and the songs of the summer chart is literally just based on your performance on the hot 100 each week correct so something big would have to just arrive out of nowhere and then have sustained you know uh success to compete I would Anything say. is possible. Drake. Anything's possible. We're waiting for that Drake song to come out Drake's of the blue. looming. Rihanna's looming. There's always things looming. Rihanna's been looming for years yeah. now. She was seen on a music video set this past weekend. Yeah, that is that is movement. That is action. She was hanging out with ASAP <laughs> Rocky. Yeah. Well, maybe he has something. <laughs> maybe or maybe he's starring in her new video. Or maybe they have a duets album. Or maybe it's all for, you know, Savage by Fenty lingerie. Yes, that's actually, actually, it's just a new lingerie collaboration. <sighs> all right, lastly, Lil Nas X's former Hot 100 number one, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, hits number one on the pop airplay chart, becoming Lil Nas X's first number one on the pop airplay chart. Wow. I didn't realize that either. Uh, would you believe <laughs> Old Town Road was never number one on the pop airplay chart? I did not know that. I am also just thrilled by this, like, I, the fact that this felt like, oh, people are just talking about it because it's, like, titillating when the video came out. And it was like, ooh, now it's, like, a legitimate, real deal hit. This is not just because of, like, you know, Lil Nas X's Satan shoes or whatever happened on the well, week of release, you know? I mean, the Satan shoes and the video certainly helped things in the first week. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is the fact that it's still here, still hanging in, and now going to number one means, like, we're beyond that. We just like to listen to it, you know? Apparently, pop radio really likes it. And um, if you were wondering where Old Town Road peaked on the pop airplay chart, it reached number three. Three! Um, but, you know, it did spend a record 19 weeks on the Hot 100 chart. So, you know, 
Um, still, that's just wild that Old Town yeah. wasn't number one on the pop airplay chart. Because it was so unavoidable that you just figured it was one of those songs that was just literally on the radio all the time. But two songs were on the radio more back then, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'd love to know what those were. We'll talk about that later. What, did you want to look uh, it up? I can look it up real quick. Yeah, I actually would love to know. Now I'm kind of curious, too. I'm like, on well, the peak what, week. Like, what in the world blocked you from number one? So, Old Town Road peaked at number three on the pop airplay chart for one week. Just one, which I'm kind of surprised by. Mm-hmm. And that week was the June 15th, 2019 dated chart. At number two was Post Malone's Wow. And number one that week was Jonas Brothers' Sucker. Okay, Sucker. Sure. Sure. Wow. 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 Wow is wow. (laughs) There you go. Uh, That's a great transition, though, because we are about to talk about some new music from our friend Post Malone. There was a ton of new music released last week from some A-list talent. So we thought we'd take a quick listen to some of those new songs, uh, starting with new Billie Eilish. Um, Billie released NDA, the latest and possibly darkest song from her upcoming July 30th album, Happier Than Ever. So let's take a quick listen. Since I got the keys Had a pretty boy over but he couldn't stay On his way out made him sign an NDA the song was also released with a video directed by Billy herself that featured 25 stunt drivers doing choreography around her <laughs> I actually think I first used that word in a Billboard article because of the weekend's Billboard Music Awards performance Right. In the spring, which also involved some intricate choreography, um, so I, I'm I, I'm not gonna be able to make that work. Choreography, choreography. <laughs> you know, Keith, um, when we were chatting about this song earlier, you mentioned um, Nine Inch Nails was the first thing that popped into your head, which I definitely feel that with this production, and I feel like it's a comparison that Billy would appreciate. What kind of made you think that? I mean. I only really tuned into that at the very end and like the last 10 seconds when it becomes um, very sparse. And mm. I immediately thought, oh, this sounds like Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Mm. Like it has this bit to it. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, that's Nine Inch Nails. And But then I realized, oh, that was kind of there throughout the entire song, but I really wasn't paying attention to it because there was a lot of other production around it. But production-wise, it's a really interesting song. Then again, mm. all of Billy's songs have really interesting productions where you really feel like, oh, these are going to be cool headphone songs where you're going to feel like totally. sounds are coming at you from different places in your head. You know, it's it was still a very cool, interesting listen. Yeah, and if you listen to uh, Billy's interview that she did with um, Apple Music last week about the song, she literally said that Phineas played her that piece, like that bit of it, and she basically formed the entirety of the song around that sound. Oh wow! Because like that was she just wanted to go with that vibe. So um, yeah, I think it's exactly right that it's like a very immersive. Um, sound that you want <laughs> these giant headphones like the ones I have on right now <laughs> to listen to. Um, so next up, because there's a lot of new music, we're just pumping through it. Uh, we have new stuff from BTS. Uh, they might be spending a seventh week at number one in the Hot 100 with Butter, but the K-pop septet aren't resting on their laurels. Here is a taste of their brand new song, Permission to Dance. Okay, just as the the song title says, 
the song is just a fun, dancey song. And if a Disney movie or some other animated feature is not scooping this one up for the soundtrack yet, they're missing out. Because <laughs> it definitely, <laughs> like, immediately gave me, like, Justin Timberlake, can't stop the feeling vibes. Can't fight the feeling. Can't stop the feeling. <laughs> My can't favorite, st- Justin Timberlake. <laughs> can't stop the feeling. Sorry about that. Can't, can't gives fight you this that feeling vibes. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> Definitely gave me a little bit of that, a little bit of the Megan Trainer song for that Peanuts movie that she did, also dancing. Deep cut. We should be dancing, I should be dancing. That's a BG song. (laughs) Now I have to look up the Megan Trainer song. It gave me the vibe of just a super sunshiny dance song, and I'm just going to look this up for my own... uh, Better when I'm dancing. There you go. (laughs) Better when I'm dancing. Uh, They also released uh, a new video with this one, which includes them kind of like line dancing. Some of them are wearing cowboy hats. It's a very Western looking. Sure. (laughs) Situation. Yeah. Okay. You know. It's it's so funny to have a song come out on the heels of such a successful song because, uh, you know, who knows what this one will do and whether it could possibly match the success of Butter. But, you know, never say never with BTS and also... Don't ever underestimate the army. So we'll we'll see what happens with this one. It's a super fun listen. Uh, next up, we have Post Malone. After some very melodic hits for Posty, we're looking at you, Circles. His latest release called Motley Crew is very rap forward. So let's take a listen. So. It's Post Malone, so it feels like a guaranteed hit. We will wait till next week to see. But I think I personally prefer the melodies. Uh, of course, people who love uh, Post as a rapper, first and foremost, will definitely be down with this one. Um, I, I'm i like a lame... I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, I needed, you know, Better Now and Circles to, like, ease me into the Post Malone world. And so maybe I'm just not into the, you know, rap posty. I guess. And watch it become a huge hit. I know nothing. I'm yeah. over here listening to his cover of uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> all right. You, I always want right to be with you. <laughs> Look, I'm still listening to uh, Take What You Want on repeat. Yeah, ex- exactly. Our friend Watt. We all, we, all uh, have different, we all have different flavors of Post Malone that we enjoy. I guess that's kind of the thing. Like his his deal is that he's like genreless, and so there's so there's a there's a post Malone genre for everyone, like a posty subgenre. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. Uh, well, finally, we have the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber with their new duet called "Stay." So let's take a listen. Well, man, did I love this song way more than I expected to. I am not like super duper crazy familiar with the Kid Leroy, even though he's been, you know, around for a while now, uh, because I really only knew his breakout hit without you. Um, But with that song getting so much alternative play, I guess when I saw, you know, Bieber and Kid Leroy together, I wondered if maybe he would pull Bieber into that, you know, rock world. What's up? Well, and you know why this is probably really poppy. I didn't discover this until kind of recently, Charlie Puth co-wrote it. You know what? I saw Charlie Puth comment on the YouTube video and I was like, oh, he likes this song. 
Yeah, he should. <laughs> he, he wrote it. Oh my gosh. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. Why am I not listening? Looking at the credits. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's a great song, Keith. What was your first impression listening to this one? Um, super poppy, up tempo, um, and very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's it's very earwormy. Um, the lyrics are very emotional teenager. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way. And I, it's funny, I actually said this to a coworker. I'm like, it's very kind of emo teen. And then they said, the kid Leroy is 17, Keith. I'm like, he's, all right. He's literally an emo teen. He's literally a teenager. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where you're like, this, this is very pop forward. And yes. it feels like this is a different look for him. And he's been kind of all over the map with his music. And I'm like, well, where is this song going to go? Like, what? who's like, there's going to be a whole raft of folks that are probably going to tune into him for like maybe the first time thanks to this. Totally. Song. Totally. And, you know, the crazy thing is this is just another massive cosign for Leroy because the 17 year old Australian star got a massive look in the spring when Miley Cyrus invited them to join her for her Saturday Night Live performance. Like, just basically giving up one of her song slots to him with his song Without You and their remix version of it. Um, But it was really just kind of a pedestal for him. And, of course, before that, um, he also had some huge hip-hop collabs with Polo G, Lil Durk, Young Boy Never Broke Again, and the late Juice World. Um, So I just had, like, I wrote down, jotted down some thoughts after um, hearing this song for the first time. Um, One of those thoughts was, is Bieber sort of, you know, passing the torch to Leroy as like the next big pop phenom would stay like you know it was that in his mind like oh I see myself in this kid and like let me you know co-sign him with this duet I mean maybe but also Justin and the kid Leroy both share Scooter Braun as their manager so there's also just some fabulous management synergy happening uh-huh. but I mean yeah I mean I could you could see how I mean a lot of the comments on YouTube were very much like um, that when I was watching the video, a lot of people were commenting on perceived similarities between Justin and the kid Leroy and how, you know, if you didn't know any better, like, it's like, oh, like, one could be the other, you know, because it's like... Or is it his kid brother or something? I'm like, they kind of even <laughs> look a little bit alike. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure some of it is Justin seeing a little bit of himself as his own teen, former teen star in, yeah. in the kid Leroy. But also, you know, there's synergy and management involved. Too. Well, maybe Scooter saw a little baby Justin when he first saw the Kid Leroy, too, you know? And, you know, the Kid Leroy is interesting in that he's he's coming, he's he's breaking through at a different time in music and pop culture where people are more accepting of people kind of going in between genres where maybe they aren't expected to be. No, I was going to say, we literally mentioned, uh, you know, in the show, Billie Eilish and Post Malone. These are two people who have just flitted between genres with ease. And just because, you know, Post gets a crossover pop hit does not mean he has less hip hop cred. And just because Billy is played on pop radio and wins like a boatload of Grammys doesn't mean alternatives not going to play her anymore. You know, like it's, it's, there's there aren't the same rules to your yeah. point like that. And it makes sense. And so now this guy and this guy's getting an even clearer path because of people like Justin and Miley immediately, you know, putting him out there. But you actually sent me a video of the two of them performing the song for the first time. 
uh, over the weekend in Vegas where Justin had a show. And um, it's funny with that poppy high energy of that song, like just to keep up with the beat, like the two of them are having to like dance like this, like this, like it's just like a crazy, you know, uh, frenetic song. And it was really fun to see the two of them like vibing off of each other. And I, I don't know. I, I like this pairing. It's what one I'm of those songs say. where you're just like, you know, in a different world, y'all would have choreo. You'd have a choreography. Oh. But it's just like two dudes jumping around. Just like the rules changing right now, it's not cool for pop guys to do por- choreo, except for the number one, you know, group in the country right now, BTS, clearly proving that wrong. But One Direction didn't dance and they were a boy band. You know what I mean? Like, that's like people Did- do not. Did they ever have something as peppy and upbeat as Stay, though, that was, like, so dancey-dancey? I don't know. They always had more, like, pop rock. Yeah. Yeah, like, I we, don't know. We've got, we've got actual instruments playing. Yeah. <laughs> that was this, Yeah, this Stay beat is just, like, it's it's fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, you know, we were kind of talking about, like, is this the thing that's going to take him to the next level? Obviously, Without You is a massive hit. It was top five, right, on the Hot 100? Or am I making that up? Was it top ten? Top ten. Top 10, let me not lie. Top 10 on the Hot 100. Um, so he's already had a massive hit with that, but it's like, will this Bieber, you know, uh, attachment take him up even a little bit higher? Um, or is this just, it's maybe like lots of little steps in what is going to be a big career for this guy, you know? Yeah. And actually, one thing that we were even maybe discussing was, could he be a Best New Artist contender at next year's Grammys? And that feels totally reasonable. Yeah, and, and we're coming up with what I think the end of the Grammy eligibility period is the end of September. So, you know, we're only like a month and a half, two months out. I mean, yeah, it's been I, August the last couple of years. Did they move it to September again? September 30th, 2021. Yep. So, so it's yeah. it's from September 1st last year. So it did go to the end of August last year. So it was kind of a bonus month of eligibility this year. Interesting. Um, I think I'm assuming some of that was just sort of... Um, COVID related COVID related in 2020 so yeah I mean if you're coming out with this possible smash you know for pop radio and pop audiences in the middle of July this could be peaking right when people are starting to look at all their Grammy sort of paraphernalia to start voting for folks and um yeah I mean it could it could only possibly do good things yeah 100% 100%. Well, we'll be keeping our eye on the Kid Leroy. And now it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. California. <laughs> 25 years ago, Tupac got his first and only number one on the Hot 100 chart as his double-sided hit single, How Do You Want It? California Love. That's two separate songs. How Do You Want It is one song, and California Love is the second song. Jumped 3-1 to one on the July 13th, 1996 dated chart. It spent two weeks atop the tally. And it replaced Bone Thugs and Harmony's The Crossroads at number one, marking the first time in the Hot 100's history that one rap song replaced another rap song at number one. Something that happens all the time now. Yeah, it's a little bit more commonplace now. <laughs> Uh, so here's here's an interesting thing, and I'm pretty sure I have this story right, but I look forward to someone correcting me. So <laughs> California Love was an airplay hit in early 1996, peaked at number two on the rhythmic airplay chart, number 34 on pop airplay, and number 19 on the all format radio songs chart in March of 1996. 
But at the same time, chart rules prevented the track from charting on the Hot 100, as a single had to be commercially released in order to chart. So remember, this is a time before iTunes, before streaming, before YouTube. You had to go physically like buy a CD single or a cassette single or a vinyl single in order for it to be eligible to chart on the Hot 100. Right. So California Love was an airplay hit and simply supported its parent album, the number one Billboard 200 album, All Eyes on Me. Further complicating things, the video for California Love used a remix of the song that wasn't available on the All Eyes on Me album. So that popular version of California Love that you wanted to play at home, that you remember from the very Mad Max-themed video, mm-hmm. well, you couldn't get it. Until Tupac uh, released his double-sided single, How Do You Want It, California Love, in June of 1996, which had his then-current radio hit, How Do You Want It, featuring Casey and JoJo, and it also included the hit remix of California Love. Undoubtedly, a lot of people snapped up that single for California Love. I certainly did. Mm. Um, and in turn, the double-sided hit reached number one on the Hot 100. And it's Tupac's first and only number one on the chart. So there you have it. This week in 1996, Tupac, along with Casey and JoJo, hit number one with How Do You Want It? California Love. California. Right. I actually have this maxi single. I actually, I vividly remember going to buy it because I'm like, I want the version from the video. And the only place you could get it was a CD single. So crazy. Just a different What a time. What a time, everybody. (laughs) Uh, All right. So what song should we go out on, Katie? Oh, my gosh. Um, We've talked about a lot. But what should we go out on? Uh, Only Want to Be With You by Post Malone. Yes, 100%. See you guys next time. (laughs) Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.